Hey, this is Mark with A Present Word, where scripture is shared with insightful and practical applications for you today. Psalms 91, starting in verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. What's interesting about this psalm is, part of it was quoted in the New Testament found in Matthew chapter 4. We will start in verse 5. Then the devil took Jesus up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it is written, you shall not tempt or test the Lord your God. Here we can see the devil was very much aware of the benefits of making the Lord your refuge and dwelling place. Satan knew God would give his angels charge to protect Jesus. That's why he was quoting the psalm. Satan is an angel, however a fallen one, and is very aware of God's promises to his saints and how angels do function as protectors. But remember, anytime Satan starts quoting scripture, you can be certain he's setting a trap to get unknowing ones to violate his words spoken elsewhere. Jesus, also aware of God's word, that you should not tempt the Lord, which he points out to Satan, saying, in essence, nice try, but I'm not stepping into your trap. Jesus did not deny the reality of angelic protection, but he was not going to put God to the test. Back to Psalms 91, verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This psalm should inspire any one of us to make the Lord our refuge and dwelling place. He will hear us when we call upon him. He will be with us in trouble. He will show us his salvation. And now we know that salvation is through Christ Jesus. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus speaking, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. In John, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. These are all amazing benefits, life more abundantly, walking in the light of life. And the psalmist write to us as well, Psalm fifty-six, thirteen. For you have delivered my soul from death and kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord who daily provides us with benefits. Psalm 103, verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm 35, 27, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 contains wonderful blessings of obedience. We'll start in verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. 
and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket in your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, today we would use different language or words to define the fruit of our body or the increase of our herds or cattle or basket, but we get the point anyway, and that's the Lord will command the blessing. That is what he's promising here. I want to go on record and tell you all of these benefits listed are true. I've personally experienced them by following the Lord these past 40 years. God is faithful to his promises recorded in his word. So why don't more people come running to the mercy seat to enjoy his benefits? Well, there are many reasons why they don't come to him. However, in this podcast, I will refrain from covering those reasons, but I want to continue to point out his benefits to those who do believe and abide under the shadow of his protection. We're all familiar with the term benefit package being offered in many employment contracts. It's something we must consider to determine whether or not we will accept the position. So let's take a deeper look into the details of this benefit package. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, we're going to land on verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. The Lord's good treasure is stored in heaven, and he desires to rain it down or send it down to bless us. So what are these treasures in heaven he's sending down? Well, let's focus on the primary ones found in John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus speaking. I have come down from heaven. In John chapter 5, verse 30, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. If we were to prioritize the benefits being offered to us, the first and foremost benefit we must consider is Jesus, who came down from heaven, sent by the Father. See, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens. Let's take a look at another treasure sent down from above. John chapter 14, verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. In John 14, verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. So we see the second primary benefit is the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth whom the Father has sent down. Jesus had to come first, but knowing he was going the way of the cross, he told his disciples, I will give you another Helper like myself, He will dwell with you, and he will be in you. Hopefully by now you're thinking, this is an amazing benefit package. Where do I sign up? I want this position. Believe it or not, there's more benefits to be considered. 
John chapter 6, verse 39, And this is the will of the Father who sent me, that all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So the third benefit, everlasting life. He will raise us up on the last day. Well, where's he raising us up to? He's raising us up to heaven to live with him forever. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and we shall be with the Lord forever. Wow, talk about a health plan. It's eternal life. Health and spiritual life insurance from day one of acceptance. It's amazing. And regarding the training program, you will have a helper who's with you and will be in you to guide you into all truth and then bless all the work of your hands. Can his benefits get any better? Well, if this was a TV infomercial, there'd be some slick, fast-talking sales rep saying, wait, that's not all. Act now. We'll also include. So what does God also include? Spiritual gifts, dreams and visions, power and authority, life now more abundantly. You will walk in the light. This also includes wisdom, revelation, and understanding. Let's not forget peace, love, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And it also includes many brothers and sisters in Christ for fellowship and encouragement. Well, many may be thinking now, hey, hold on a minute. This sounds too good to be true. What's the catch? What's in the fine print I haven't read? What's this going to cost me if I accept this offer. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid, and for joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So what I'm saying here, if you accept this offer, you will have to suffer the loss of everything to accept this position. Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple unless you love me more than you love your father and your mother, and your wife, and your children, and your brothers and sisters. You cannot come to me unless you love me more than you love your own life. That's in Luke chapter 14, verse 26. So yes, there are conditions to accept this position, and Jesus does tell us to count the cost to make sure we can finish what we started. In Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 28, Jesus speaking, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Well, of course, we can see today many people who have professed Christ and then turned back denying him. The world loves to point out and mock these people. And the Apostle Peter warns us about this as well. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20, For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. 
but it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to wallowing in her mire. We're now beginning to see that there are life and death consequences wrapped up in this benefit package and that making a decision for Christ should not be taken lightly. Jesus taught us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 19, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, speaking from an employer-employee relationship, you will have to give this employer your heart. You can no longer store up treasures only on earth. Why? Because you receive treasures coming down from above, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. You must now store treasures going forward in heaven above. In other words, what has come down must go back up. Isaiah 55, 11, God says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. In other words, Father sent his Son and the Holy Spirit for a purpose, and he's going to accomplish that. It's not going to return to him void or empty. If we accept this offer, which includes these amazing benefits, our life must pivot from working solely in the earth realm, but now also include living for heaven's interest as well. We're no longer our own. We are now employed by God. Our home office has become his home office located in heaven. Everything we do now with our life must relate or establish a link between his word or work coming down from above. Making this commitment now transfers ownership of our life back to him, and we must be agreeable to his words written in the terms and conditions of this living contract. Our productivity is not based on what we accomplish here exclusively in the earthly realm. This way, we can prosper and accomplish what he pleases. For those of us who have already accepted this position, let us not neglect or take for granted these heavenly benefits that have been provided to us at great cost. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, And have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What are these precious promises Peter's referring to? Jesus is the Messiah, crucified, yes, but risen from the dead, sent down from God, but has now returned back to the Father. And the Holy Spirit has now been sent down to be with us and in us, securing for us eternal life. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. That's Romans 8, 9. And for those listening today who are considering accepting this offer, please count the costs required written in this contract prior to making a commitment so you will be able to finish what you began. But I hope you will say yes. I hope this podcast will remind you that you're not laboring in vain, that there is great reward stored up for you in heaven as well by accepting this offer. You're not serving the Lord simply for earthly gain but for eternal life. 
Blessed be the Lord who daily provides us with his benefits. I hope this message was helpful to you today. If you would like to be notified of future podcasts, click the follow or subscribe button. Donations to A Present Word in any amount are greatly appreciated. Just click the support link or the heart button if you're on our website. To contact me, the email is apresentword at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.